What is good, y'all? <laughs> Welcome back to the Gobs Vibes podcast. I ain't even really from Texas, and I don't use y'all. I don't even have cowgirl boots or a hat, none of those things, so hilarious. But welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. I've been getting so many beautiful responses, reviews, so many things indicating that the podcast has been blessing you, and that blesses my heart to hear. I will continue to press into God and make sure that we deliver content that does serve you and that's delivered with excellence. So thank you so much for every single review, for every post, for every amount of feedback that you offer. It's truly a gift to receive that from you. So thank you for that. If you guys do want to make a review, it actually does a lot of beautiful things if you're not aware. I know I wasn't always aware if you're not subscribing to people on YouTube or if you don't follow them on social media or if you don't subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. It limits who actually gets access to the podcast and who can be blessed by this content. So when you make a review, it actually allows me to know that you're here, one. <laughs> Two, it does boost the podcast and allow other people to get access to this content. It starts bringing attention to the podcast. And it also is a beautiful way to let people know that this content is valuable. Okay, so that's those are some of the benefits of doing it. It takes 60 seconds of your time really to do that. And what we offer is the 30-day God's Vibes Matter devotional as a free gift when you leave a review. So you can simply go to Apple Podcast or really wherever you listen, and you can rate it specifically in Apple Podcasts. You can rate it five stars and you can write a review. So definitely take some time to do that. But when you do, don't stop there. Go to julianapage.com slash podcast. We'll make sure to send you that devotional. But thank you, thank you for every review, every post, all of the love. Appreciate you so, so much. So something that I thought I would do today, but before I forget, <laughs> let me tell you these things also. Just so excited over here from all the things. So we have the God's Vibes Mastermind open for enrollment right now. Yes, it is open for enrollment. Prep week started Monday. And if you're not familiar, prep week is a week of pre-work before the work, okay? And it is work, I promise you. But it's a different kind of work. When you've been used to working in your physical strength and trying to lean on your own understanding and just hustle and make things happen, crazy making, this is different. You're working, but you're working with God at the center of your life and you're orbiting around him you're working in his strength you're working in his power you're moving in his authority okay it's very very different so the work is going to feel very very different and that's going to be a good thing all right so prep week is a week of pre-work so you get a whole week of content there's a video every single day and an exercise every single day and this week alone is one of the weeks that people love the most. And so it's a beautiful way to lay the foundation before we dive into the mastermind itself, which will officially start on July 10th. Monday, July 10th, the first week of content will be made available to you. And your first live coaching call will be on Thursday, July 13th. Okay. And that's when you get to meet the community which is amazing. <laughs> 
you've heard from some of the folks that have graciously shared their testimonies, what that community is like for them. So that's such a beautiful thing, especially when we live in a world of virtual all the things to actually have a space that you enjoy showing up in and you want to have your camera on (laughs) and you want to connect and build community. It doesn't sound like it's possible, but it is. And this group proves that. So You'll have your first live call on Thursday, July 13th, and you'll have access to those calls every single Thursday for an entire year, okay? The mastermind is designed to be three months in length, but you get to go through it four times. So you get access to it for an entire year. You get access to the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle, for that time frame as well, which is every monthly masterclass or challenge and live training that we do on demand with all the notes and ongoing coaching around that. And you get so many other bonuses. It's really a no brainer to get plugged in if you want to grow with God. All right, so you can get plugged in. It's www.courageco.org. If you are in Courage Co., you can just literally click on courses and programs and you will see it as an option that is available for you to enroll in now, which will disappear. So don't hesitate on this. We got a holiday coming up next week. So you basically got a whole nother week if you want to, to dive into prep week. All right. So you've got this week and next week to dive into prep week. And then we officially start and you're not going to be able to enroll. So (laughs) enroll now, we've got two options for you to take advantage of. Right now, the mastermind is on sale. It's 33% off if you pay in full. And then we also have a payment plan option. So nothing should be stopping you from getting this level of growth and support in your life. Don't Don't let you be the thing getting in your way, all right? So that is the mastermind. The other thing is, is we do, as I mentioned, and what I'm going to talk about today is a piece of that. We do do a monthly masterclass and a monthly three-day challenge every single month. So you can join us monthly for $33 to be a part of the Courage Co. Masterclass bundle or something we did to really make this a blessing to you is we made it a one-time payment of $197 to get access to that entire year for a one-time payment, okay? It's not even a dollar a day, it's pretty crazy. So you can get access to the entire masterclass bundle, be on live with us or just watch the replays on demand with the notes and ongoing virtual coaching on that content for $197 or just $33 a month. Okay, so you can find that also at CourageCo, www.courageco.org. But that's one of the ways to hang with us. There's new content every single month. It's not on the same thing. It's relevant. God shows up. He knows exactly who's going to be there, exactly what they need to hear. We pray. We go through beautiful content. Blows my mind every single time. And there is live coaching on these calls as well. So, so much goodness in there and you can plug in, okay? Whatever makes sense to you in the season that you're in, either $33 a month or a a one-time payment of $197. Bananas, just bananas. Okay, I think those are all the things that I gotta share with you, but just so you know, all of that laid out very clearly www.courageco.org, or if you have any questions at all, you can always email our team, info at julianapage.com. Okay, so today we're gonna talk about mastering your emotions. We did do this as a three-day challenge, and it was insane in the best way, okay? 
emotions are interesting because we are not taught how to manage them. We are often told that we're too sensitive, that emotions are bad, that we're weak if we express them, like so many things that just do not serve us at all. And we don't. And so we end up denying how we feel. We end up repressing how we feel. We have no capacity to communicate how we feel. And when life happens, which it does and it will, we don't have the energy, quite literally energy in motion, emotion. We don't have the energy we need to deal with it. Problem. And when we can't deal with things well, they deal with us. All right? And there's a lot of consequences for that. So we talked for three days straight really trained (laughs) on how to master your emotions, okay? And this isn't just emotional intelligence. Yes, to some degree, that's part of this. But this is so many things. This is psychology. This is biblical. This is really important to your health and your well-being. A lot of times we focus solely on mental health, especially as of lately. People are seeing how important that is. And the Bible has always been clear about that. Okay, but what also we know is true is that out of the heart flow all the issues of life. So when we have usually something going on mentally, we've got something for sure happening emotionally, and that is a reflection of something deeper happening in our heart. That is where the issue is. So if you only deal with the mind or if you only address the emotion, you might be missing the main core issue. All right. So just for some context there. But for three days, we talked about mastering emotions. So what I thought that I might do is give you some of the goodness. And again, if you want access to the three day training or the notes and coaching on this, the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle is the place for you. Okay, again, join us monthly. You get access to every single training that we've done previously and the future trainings live or on the replays and all the notes. $33 a month or a one-time payment of $197. Okay, so make sure that you get your hands on this. All right, but some, some key points when it comes to mastering your emotions. One of the things that you gotta know is that it is not your brain's job to make you happy. Like it is literally wired for survival, not to make you happy. And you've got to know that so that when your brain starts doing what your brain does, trying to protect you, (laughs) right? Trying to help you survive. You've got to recognize that you've also got to give your brain new content to make sure that it's working with you, not against you. Okay. Another thing that we addressed is that dopamine This is a neurotransmitter in your brain that shoots out to a pleasure center, okay, science. But essentially dopamine, what starts to happen is this messes with our happiness. It makes us, we become overly sensitive is the best way to think about this when it comes to dopamine. Because right now, we live in a world where we are overly stimulated, okay? We've got things vying for our attention all the time. So dopamine is firing all the time, right? And it's making us irritable, it's making us stressed, it's making us agitated, it's making us have insomnia, we lose our focus, we have overwhelming feelings and thoughts all of the times and we're super anxious. Yay, fun, not at all. Okay, so dopamine can also mess with our happiness. Our brain, wired for survival, dopamine, okay, also messes with our happiness. Then we have this thing where we talk about, oh, I'll be happy when, or one day I will. 
And there's something called hedonic adaptation. Really, really interesting. You can nerd out on this. But basically, that's a fancy, super fancy term for saying we have a set level of happiness that we will allow ourselves to experience. Wild but true. So we could desire something like I when I get that, I'll be happy when I earn this much, then I'll be happy when I live there, then I'll be happy when I've got this human, then I'll be happy, right? So we do that. And let's say we get those things. We get the new car and we're like, yes, I love this car. It drives so smoothly. It smells good. It looks good. Mm, Right. We like we love it. Okay. Two weeks go by. We're like, man, (laughs) you know what I mean? We're already losing that sense of enjoyment about the car. And now we're starting to think about other things that are not as lovely about the car. And it doesn't give us the same energy vibe that it once did. Another example of this, you might have been, you know, living in an apartment, living in a condo, something like that, renting, and then you shift into home ownership and you are blissed out for a minute. You were like, yes, I love this. Maybe it's a month, right? You're like, I am so in love with this. I got a garage so my car doesn't have to get hail on it (laughs) or unexpected stuff from outside. I got a whole garage just to myself. I don't have a car park anymore right? I have so much more space, right? It's just so great to be in this neighborhood with all these amenities. Like you could live in that for a second. Then all of a sudden you're like, ooh, that mortgage. Mm, That's not what I'm used to. Or wow, who's going to do the yard work? Guess I got to either do it myself, get some equipment, do it myself or hire somebody. Or wow, I had no idea that you got to like deal with these things, right? Or I didn't see that coming. So now all of a sudden, this thing that was a blessing, you're now looking at it like, oh my God, I'm over it, kind of, okay? Hedonic adaptation, really, really interesting. So if we are not actively catching that, we can get in trouble. And the things that you once prayed for are a burden to you when they should be a blessing. But you've gotta make sure that you don't just let your mind wander, that you tell it what to think, okay? Another thing that we talked for a good period of time on, which blessed so many people, is that your ego, ego drives you out of alignment, okay? And your ego, energetically speaking, this is the part of you that's like a high achiever. This is the part of you that is driven to feel significant or to be special or to be important, which means it's a part of you that doesn't believe that you already are. Okay, and this is how the enemy can mess with us too. So essentially, when you are pushing, when you are forcing, when you are trying to control or manipulate outcomes or make something happen, ego is usually driving you. Because when you are calm, when you are at peace, when you are trusting, you don't drive like the ego drives. You don't. You're trusting. There's an ease about that. There's a grace about that. There's a flow, a simplicity about that. And that's not happening when your ego is driving, okay? And your ego, I like to say simply that this is the part of you that just edges God out. You're not consulting God. God is not leading you. God is not driving you. You are, okay? And not even you, your ego, which is this part of you that needs an identity, Okay, so it's the part of you that's denying that you already have one, and it's out there trying to get the approval of man, trying to acquire all these things to feel important, right? 
trying to have all the degrees, all the certifications, trying to prove how great you are because you don't believe that you are. Ego drives like that, okay? Then we also have these stories and perceptions, and these often are stories that do not serve us and become our greatest limitations. And why is this important to know all of these things? It's important because with awareness, we can break emotional addictions that we have and cultivate peace and live from power instead. Now, that takes work because we've kind of been messy, but not just because we're messy people, because we got things working against us. But when you know what is working against you and you have awareness of that, you can start building what it is that you need to support yourself and have emotional resilience, (laughs) the ability to process, to understand your emotions, to use them as a tool to actually support your growth versus limit you and sabotage you. And your emotions and how you show up can sabotage you. If your brain is trying to survive emotionally, you feel unsafe, right? And you live in anxiety and worry and chaos, right? If you're constantly trying to be driven by happiness, you're never happy. You're just living in this pursuit, but never happy. So you're sabotaging yourself and really not even who you are, right? The version of you that's irritable, stressed, agitated, not sleeping, doesn't have focus, super overwhelmed all the time. That version of you is not the highest version of you. And people on the receiving of that end of that All of that energy probably don't really enjoy that version of you and their experience of you in those times, right? You also have to assess, are you just driven to be happy or is it deeper than that? Just trying to be happy often is an equation for shallow living. You don't go out into the deep and the deep is where the deep things of God are. Your ego A lot of times what the culture celebrates drives you out of alignment and what truly brings you peace. And your peace is expensive. And your stories can greatly limit you, okay? But again, with awareness, you can free up a massive amount of emotional energy, right? So that you can build emotionally in a way that serves you which is increase your emotional capacity, which builds your momentum in the right direction into the things that do serve you and that you're called to. But by nature, (laughs) there's a lot of things that are working against you. So unless you start working for you, those things might be stronger. You know, another way to say that, if somebody has a strong vision and you don't have one, you'll probably be swept up into theirs and build somebody else's vision, but never build your own, right? If somebody else is a great decision maker and you don't vocalize your decisions and you don't make decisions, they will always get their way. And you might resent that. Examples, right? But when you're not developing and cultivating something, you can't really expect those things to happen in your life. Another way to say this, you don't develop courage by being happy in your life every day. You just don't. You develop it by surviving difficult times and challenging adversity. If you didn't have adversity, you wouldn't know what's in you. 
Adversity is one of the ways that our potential gets activated if we choose. It can be another way that all these other dynamics start getting activated too, or it could activate our potential, but it's all about how we approach it. There's a quote that says, sometimes you can only find heaven by slowly backing away from hell. Shut off hell's access, right? Another aspect of what we talked about, we talked about this fun little saying called Gigo, (laughs) G-I-G-O. Sounds like bingo, the little song, right? But G-I-G-O is garbage in, garbage out. Now, you might think of this with what you eat in your diet, but the same is true when you think about your mental capacity, your emotional capacity, your spiritual capacity, not just physical. Garbage in, garbage out. So when you think about what you're exposing yourself to every day, eye gates, what are you seeing? Ear gates, what are you listening to? Mouth gate, what are you speaking? Heart, what are you under the influence of? What are you putting and depositing into yourself? What are you exposing yourself to? Garbage in, garbage out, okay? So we talked a lot about how there are actual things that we can practically and simply start practicing to free up our emotional capacity and our ability to respond to things well in life and have the energy that we need to live life well and actually break through things, take new ground, right? Possess the land. (laughs) You can't do that if you don't have energy, okay? So some things that we talked about, we talked about things that impact our mood. We talked about sleep and how a depressed person, not non-clinically depressed, non-clinically depressed, words, non-clinically depressed person is getting only six hours or less of sleep. We need more sleep. Sleep is how your body restores itself. Your mind gets a rest that it needs, okay? So important for your immunity, sleep. We talked about having a nighttime routine and making it easier for you to get the rest that you need. We talked about exercise and moving your body. Exercise, even the first five minutes, starts having an endorphin shift in your body and starts shifting your mood. 20 minutes usually is what it takes for cardiovascular health, but five minutes starts shifting your mood. And that can do more than taking an antidepressant. There's power poses <laughs> that we can practice just for two minutes a day. We spend a lot of time slunched over looking at the computer and just being contracted all day. We're not used to expanding in any kind of way. And when we need to actually be powerful, we haven't even practiced that. So it feels out of body. It doesn't feel familiar to us. We're used to being small and hunched over and right? But you need to actually be more powerful. So you can practice power poses for two minutes a day and that starts shifting you, right? You start believing what you're practicing. We talked about changing our thoughts, whether that's through, I talked mostly about biblical meditation. We talked about visualization words and declaring what it is that you believe and what you want to see. We talked about breath and how important breathing is. A lot of us aren't even getting the intake of oxygen that we need every day. 
So when it comes to mood and focus or fogginess, that makes a big difference. Just breathing. Strangely enough, a lot of us don't know how to breathe. So we talked a lot about different breath exercises and the environments that we put ourselves in and how to create environments that do serve us. We talked about how to change your emotions. This is wild, especially if you didn't know that you can actually change your emotions. Well, you can. You can. So we have an interpretation of an event. Okay, there's an event that happened, but we put an interpretation on it. We give it a meaning. Then we rehearse that meaning and we start identifying with it. Then we repeat that over and over and over and we have a strong emotion. So if we want to feel a different emotion, we can choose the emotion, start thinking about what that emotion would give you, start identifying with that, start repeating that, and then you've already built a new emotion in your life. We talked about how you can change your story. You can start challenging interpretations that you have that you've never challenged before. So you might not know that they don't serve you, but you can change your story and change your life. This is one of the things I do a lot when I'm working one-on-one with people, changing stories. Some people don't know this, but I actually have a master's in film, master's in film production, okay? So I know all about reality TV. I know about film. (laughs) I know about every aspect of film, okay? (laughs) It's psychology, it's sociology, it's character development. It is wild. So much of what I learned there is crazy, right? So I spend a lot of time helping people with their story because a lot of times we're unaware of the stories that we're telling. We talked about how you can let go of emotions. So much freedom comes when we let go of emotions like unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, guilt, shame. We are not designed to live in those emotions long-term. And it actually starts bringing dis-ease to us, okay? We talked about conditioning your mind and behavior, and we gave examples for how to do this in a short-term way and in a long-term way. And we really made these practical so you can start implementing these things today, okay? Listen to this. The equivalent of external noise is the inner noise of thinking, The equivalent of external silence is inner stillness. What a blessing. Can you imagine what it would be like just to have stillness inside your soul? It's one of the ways we connect with God. Be still and know. We start recognizing God when we are still. We can hear him. We can receive from him. But for most people, especially driven by ego, we ain't getting still. (laughs) And until you do, you really hinder your ability to hear from God. A soul that has never tasted the sweetness of inner silence is a restless spirit which disturbs the silence of others. We like to think that our vibe doesn't matter, that if we're not speaking what we're feeling or what we're thinking, that we're sparing other people. We're not. Your energy speaks. People feel it. They might not exactly know what you're thinking, but they can definitely pick up on your vibration for sure. You know this. You've experienced this. It's just a very few, very few actually start doing the work to start changing their impact and influence that they have on other people. They start waking up to what they're thinking, 
what they're feeling, what they're storing in their heart so that they're not just projecting all of that on other people. They're very accountable to that, okay? So what is that process? This is all about using emotions as a tool to grow. Your emotions are a beautiful gift. They're a blessing. They are here to serve you, okay? So, so good. And they can guide you in the right direction. And a lot of this comes to understanding self-mastery, which I'll talk about here in a second. We talk a lot about this. It also comes from knowing how to handle difficult emotions, and the power of purpose changes you emotionally as well. As humans, we're able to accomplish anything we set our minds to, but we can also be our worst enemy. I definitely know this to be true. There's many seasons in life where I was not my BFF. I was my worst enemy for sure. The enemy didn't even have to mess with me. I was doing a great job all by myself. Can you relate? However, Once your energy is aligned to your aspiration and intent, anything becomes possible. Says this in 1 Peter 4.11, whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the utterances of God. Listen, when you speak, are you speaking the utterances of God? Whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies. When you are serving... Are you moving in the strength that God supplies? So that in all things, God may be glorified through Christ, whom belongs the glory. We can do all things, right? Through Christ who strengthens us. Are we? Think about how much strength you would have if you allow Holy Spirit to work with you emotionally. Really, really interesting. So when it comes to self-mastery, we can embrace this process. So this is embracing self-mastery is really how you become your own best friend, not your own worst enemy. Okay. Self-mastery is a path. It's an orientation that we choose to hold towards ourselves and the world. It's a commitment to never ending improvement, not perfection, Okay, (laughs) improvement, we're evolving. And when you're evolving, you're either growing or you're dying. So we can constantly improve and to think that we can't, that's an opportunity for improvement in your thinking. It's a commitment to never ending improvement and it's a process of becoming, being more of who you are formed, shaped and anointed to be. We ain't out here trying to figure out who we are We're actually trying to just be who we are more and more every single day, okay? So discovering yourself is starting to discover who God says you are, who he made you to be, how he wired you, the purpose that's connected to your life, okay? It's based on the realization that there are parts of us that will always try to hold us back. And I just gave you some examples of that. And our biggest naysayers aren't out there they are within us. So we really get involved in a lot of distraction and drama when we're constantly just judging, criticizing other people, because it's way easier to do that, way harder to do your own work. And when you start doing your own work, you ain't got time to judge and criticize anybody else because you see how much work it takes. And they're probably doing a really great job considering the hand they've been dealt. You actually give them a lot more grace when you start doing your own work. 
Someone committed to this path of self-mastery is willing to find ways to transcend their fear and break through their resistance. Personal mastery implies that one possesses the self-awareness necessary to identify the source of one's resistance and the creativity to find ways beyond it. So for example, we are made in the image and likeness of our creator. We are creative. However, are we using this nation in our mind, this imagination to imagine properly? Are we accessing heaven to release heavenly solutions to earthly problems? Do we know how to do that? And are we going to learn how to do that? A common belief about personal mastery is that it's about controlling your basic impulses, controlling your flesh nature, right? Controlling temptation. What's interesting about that is that leads many people astray. In the Bible, it even says, don't try to control temptation, flee from it. (laughs) don't put yourself in this situation where you're going to be tempted because that temptation likely is stronger. Flee from it. Self-mastery isn't about controlling yourself or dominating fearful, aggressive, and nasty parts within us that show up. It requires having a vision for your future self and harnessing the will to realize that vision. When you have a vision for your life, you can run with endurance after it only when you are developing the character necessary to have that vision. Faith prepares. Faith prepares for that vision. So instead of finding out all this time and all these ways to sabotage yourself and hold yourself back, you are finding out all the ways to free yourself so that you've got the energy, the character, the resources, inner resources a lot of the time, that you need to go after that vision so that when you actually access the vision, you can handle it well. Okay? We learn to master ourselves by getting out of our own way, and we strip away what we are not to realize who and what we really are, actualizing our potential in the process. So God has hidden treasure in earthly vessels us. We've got hidden treasure, potential, gifts, talents, abilities, anointings inside. Actualizing that, starting bringing that out of us and into the world, that is a process and it requires training (laughs) to start getting good at. Okay. It doesn't happen by default. We can have all sorts of potential on the inside of us and never access it. Right? That's why it's Miles Monroe that has said that the graveyard is the wealthiest place in the world because there's so many people that never actualize their potential. That to me is very sad. That to me is a driver. I want to make sure that I'm fully tapped out. I don't know about you, but I don't want to know that I could have done so much more and didn't. I don't like that thought. So this is actually a call to adventure. Although many of us refuse the call to adventure, developing our innate capacities is our destiny. Fighting this destiny brings depression and anxiety. There's no pain like an untold story on the inside of you. Not expressing yourself will crush you. Embracing this destiny leads to freedom and fulfillment not bottling it up and repressing it or denying it. 
The key to mastery in anything is practice. And the more you practice, the more proficient you become. So I'm going to go through a couple of steps that you can take to really unlock the full potential of self-mastery. Okay? So one, (laughs) just want to give you this quote. You must want to be a first-class psychologist, meaning the best, the very best you are capable of becoming. If you deliberately plan to be less than you are capable of being, then I warn you that you'll be deeply unhappy for the rest of your life. You will be evading your own capabilities and possibilities. So think about that for you. Are you deliberately planning to be less than you're capable of being every day? Because if you are, you can deliberately plan to be your best and start flipping the script. It's one of the things that we talk about just in prep week <laughs> in the God's Vibes Mastermind. We talk about flipping your script. It's a big deal. And once you get good at it, you can do it all the time. So unlocking your full potential could look like a couple things. One, awareness. Your thoughts are constantly taking you into the future or the past. And this is probably where you spend a lot of your life. But to be aware is to be fully present, to be fully where you are, to live in this moment, the now, to fully receive what I am saying in this moment. Being aware is to witness your thoughts, your emotions, your actions, and the world without attaching to any of those things. Just observing, just being aware. Then there's discernment and choice. Everything in life before self-mastery is a choice. And your choices are what make you powerful. Your choices create the life you live. And when you allow the ego to control your choices, you live in lower vibrations. When you choose forgiveness, compassion, and truth, you start moving into mastery. And to discern how to choose is wisdom. But first, you need to be aware that there are choices and then choose consciously. You become a conscious choice maker. You're not just moving in reaction and the subconscious, you become a conscious choice maker. So you're aware of something that doesn't serve you and you choose differently. Then there's action and focus. Once you've made your conscious choice, you need to have the courage to act on it. And the ego is always waiting to distract you. And the closer you approach self-mastery, the more powerful the distractions become. To be focused on the path of self-mastery requires you to be focused without being rigid. It requires you to stay alert and mature, to be firm without oppression, to be resolved without judgment, to be strong with humility. Can you see the balance there? And then there's also revelation and manifestation. Okay, and manifestation, simply put, is bringing something from the non-physical to the physical, from the unseen to the seen, okay? Revelation, I call it a download from God. (laughs) God giving me wisdom, details, right? A download that I couldn't receive otherwise. And when you realize your self-mastery, you radiate your light and divinity for all to enjoy. You're a force of God wherever you are. 
there is no need for choice in the regular sense because all your actions are spontaneously or organically in alignment with God and truth. You got to flow. That's why we talk about God's vibes matter over here. Not all vibes matter, but God's certainly do. Every situation, every moment provides the opportunity for self-growth and development of your character. Reality keeps bringing us circumstances. So picture waves breaking on the shore. We have a chance to keep merging with that reality, to fit ourselves to it and dive into those waves. You can use your emotions to grow. Emotions in a very basic form send you a message. They tell you that your current interpretation of reality is biased. The problem is never reality, but the way you interpret it. Never forget you have the power to find meaning and joy even in the worst situations. In the same way physical pain tells you something is wrong with your body, emotional suffering tells you something is wrong with your mind. There's a thought that I'm thinking that is not serving me. Bill Johnson says, I can't can't afford to have a thought in my mind that God doesn't think about me. I agree with it 100%, but it also lets me know how many thoughts I'm thinking that God doesn't think about me and I got some work to do. Self-awareness is your ability to observe objectively, often from curiosity, your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors without adding your own interpretation or story to it. So how conscious or unconscious are you in any given moment? An interesting model that I offered for this is, are you above or below the line? Okay, so above the line, think about thinking with heaven. You're curious, you're living and listening consciously, you're feeling emotions, you're processing them, you're discussing things without being argumentative, you're appreciating, you're taking responsibility, you're questioning your beliefs, then there's below the line, (laughs) okay? And below the line is clinging to an opinion, finding fault, arguing, rationalizing and justifying, gossiping, enrolling others to affirm your beliefs, attacking the messenger, Okay, are you above or below the line? Another way to say that is, are you in fear or are you in love? I like to say, whenever I'm in fear, I'm building with the enemy. Right? Whenever I'm in love, I'm tracking with God. So are you in fear or are you in love? Sometimes a basic breakdown like that helps you see things completely differently. I know when I'm moving in fear, I don't have good conversations. I don't make wise decisions. I end up having messes and consequences to clean up that I wouldn't have had if I would have chose love. Even though in the moment, love can feel harder and like a stretch, I would rather choose love and reap the fruit of that versus build in fear. So throughout your day, you either act out of fear or out of love. And you act out of fear when your focus is on getting something, approval, money, power, We're usually really desperate, yeah, when we're operating out of that and graspy, energetically speaking. You act out of love when your main focus is giving. Giving your love, giving your time, giving your money, giving attention, presence, your gifts, your talents, your abilities. To master your emotions, you've got to learn to identify whether you are acting out of love or fear. That's how awareness can start growing. Are your goals 
love-based or fear-based. Really important to get honest about that because you could be driving yourself up a ladder against the wrong wall. Are you trying to give and contribute to the world or are you trying to take from it? Just think about this in your relationships. Are you giving in your relationships or are you constantly trying to take? Are you a giving friend or are you one that takes all of the time? Something to think about. Start noticing underlying motives behind your actions. So it's one thing to say, just be aware. Yeah, that's great, but how? Start paying attention to what's driving you. What are your motives? And if you don't like that, start dealing with it. Start changing that. You can also start recording your emotions. I know I shared this on the masterclass. There was a time in my life, my uh, parents that I was raised with were getting a divorce and we were required to go to therapy at that time. And I remember at this particular time, a therapist giving me a piece of paper. It was like a feelings wheel or an emotions wheel. I had never seen that many emotions or feelings in my entire life. And she's like, how are you feeling? And I'm like, uh, zero clue. No idea. Like I'm not feeling. Right? Given life, I don't get to feel. I don't get to have needs or wants because my life is exploding. <laughs> I can't be a problem right now, so I'm not going to feel anything. Because if I feel something, I'm going to fall apart and I couldn't fall apart, right? At the time, the narrative I had going on was I had to be perfect, I had to be high achieving, I couldn't be a problem, I had to make things better, I had to be useful, I had to get really good grades, right? That was the narrative. So I had a feelings wheel and had no idea what I felt, let alone how to start recording that. So if you are there, all good, you can start recognizing that you've got way more to experience to have a higher quality of life. Because when we shut off emotion, we don't just shut off the bad ones, quote unquote, the heavy ones, the ones that weigh us down, we shut off the ones that lift us up. And you can't have a fully expressed life if you can't feel and process your emotion, all right? So you can become aware of the emotion you experience on a regular basis, one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time. To go from not feeling to feeling is gradual can often feel real slow, real slow, but that's okay. Isn't it worth it to start feeling again? To start having and enjoying your life, you're gonna have to feel. You're gonna have to heal. Spend a couple of minutes each day recording your emotions or for an entire week you can do this. And you can rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 how you feel. 10 being like, amazing, and one being like, mm. <laughs> What negative emotions did you experience? What caused them? What are the hard facts? If you didn't attach emotion to it, what are the hard facts about what you experienced? Did you have specific thoughts that led you to feel that way? Did external events trigger any emotions? Did you lack sleep? Did you exercise? What really happened? What was your interpretation of what happened? What could you have done differently or how could you have supported yourself? See how much you can start gaining when you just start taking a look at your emotions. And side note, I recommend highly, 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 highly not to do this work alone. Work with a therapist, work with a coach when you're doing this type of work. 
often you might need to just to have a commitment to show up for you. It does not serve you to not get you the help that you need. Give yourself that gift. And if you got to hire somebody to make sure that you even show up for you, definitely do that. It's almost like being dehydrated, right? (laughs) You don't want to hire somebody necessarily after you need them, but you definitely need to, right? It's ideal to be proactive. You know, so for example, I've mentioned I have a coach, got a therapist on call, got spiritual advisors, mentors, covering to make sure that I stay strong and healthy to do the work that I'm doing and stay in a way that I can serve well and give the best in what I'm doing. Okay, I'm not just going to assume that I'm good. I'm going to make sure that people can hold up and really reveal to me, am I good? Okay, not being good enough. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some examples of emotions and what hold us back. We have a common emotion of not being good enough. Hashtag whole mood right there, right? Millions of people actually feel like this and it kills more dreams than anything else. And this tends to be rooted in low self-esteem and there's a tendency to just brush off compliments and magnify failures. Your brain, remember, is biased and adding to that with your own bias definitely will not serve you. So imagine what would happen if you released the hold of your story. What would happen if you were to succeed? How would that fit into your story? We often don't tell that one. We prepare for the worst. Identify situations that trigger your inadequacy and the thoughts you think and the story you identify identify with. Create a win log. What are all the amazing things that you're doing? And these can be small wins. Often the small ones are the big ones. You can fill up a self-esteem jar. So if you've ever had somebody compliment you or you know, praise you for something or things that you are grateful that you've done and showed up to do, write it all down and have it in a jar for when you're in a low moment. And you can also learn to accept compliments. A lot of times people that don't believe they're good enough, you can tell immediately when somebody compliments them, right? They can't receive the compliment. So learn to start receiving compliments and be thankful for that. Being defensive, it's another fun emotion. Do you constantly justify yourself? Do you need to be right all the time? Are you easily offended? Isn't that exhausting? We defend ourselves when we're trying to protect our ego. There's a part of truth in maybe what we were told. Maybe there's a part of truth in what we are believing about what we're told and there could be a core belief that we hold that is being attacked right so maybe somebody says man you're so insecure and you're like "Ooh, like i don't want to believe that that's true but there's a part of that that is true right or you know especially this happens a lot in psychologically emotionally abusive relationships where the abuser uses a great quality of the victim and flips it. So if a victim is really kind, the abuser would say you're so mean and create a case for that. And then the kind person is like, oh my God, maybe I am a horrible person. Okay. So look at situations. If you find yourself defensive all the time, look at situations you feel offended in and ask yourself Why? What belief led you to defend yourself? Can you let go of that belief? 
Is that belief really true? And what are you trying to protect? Who might you be without that belief? Stress and worry are another bunch of emotions that start building and very quickly, especially if we leave them unaddressed. But what we don't like to admit is that we can take responsibility for our stress. It is something that we have control over. It is. And the more you take responsibility for it, the more you'll reduce it. So you can avoid situations, for example, where you perceive them to be stressful and you can become better at dealing with stressful situations in general. Worry differs from stress as it isn't the result of something that you experience in the present, but a concern regarding a past event or future possibilities, right? So when we are worrying about the past, we can't change it. The word would call this a dead thing, right? It already happened. And the only reason it's still happening is because we are actively bringing it into our present. Okay. And when you're worrying about a past or a dead thing, how do you change anything in the present? You don't. You just keep rehearsing pain. On the flip side, we could be really worried about future things. I call it future tripping. <laughs> so we could be worried a lot, a lot of future things, but they're all bad. We're not worrying about things going well, right? Do you really hear people worried about things going well? Not usually. But we worry about things not going well, and then we greatly decrease our ability to prepare for things going well. So you can make a list of major sources of stress in your life. Is the situation stressful in itself? And what do you need to believe to experience stress in that situation? A lot of times we experience stress just because of the meaning that we assign to it, how we interpret it. What would you need to believe to reduce or remove stress in that situation? You can also make a list of your worries. You can divide worries into things that you have control over, some control or no control. What I like to do a lot is draw columns on a piece of paper and I write down mine, others, and God. My business is what I'm thinking about, what I'm feeling, what I'm storing up in my heart, how I'm behaving, the action I'm taking or not taking, my business. Other people, what they're thinking, what they're feeling, what they're communicating or not communicating, how they're behaving or not behaving on them. And then there's God's business, which are the hows and the timelines, typically, that are beyond me. So whenever I find myself trying to get into other people's or God's business, I bring it back to what is in my control and focusing just on that. You can write concrete actions for the things you'll take responsibility for. And you can set, also this is fun, setting a worry date or time, which is really, really interesting. So I sometimes tell my clients to do this, but don't worry, don't worry about anything until we get on our call. Like set that as your date that you'll worry about stuff and we'll just coach through it. But when it comes to that time, what often happens is the, the worry, the problem already got addressed or they forgot about it. <laughs> so it wasn't even a thing, but they don't spend a whole week worrying about something. They just set a date to worry about it. And usually it gets resolved. All right. Another thing that hinders us emotionally is we care about what other people think. So just consider, are you overly self-conscious? Think about that. While you keep track maybe, of your mistakes, your missteps, and awkward moments. Nobody else is doing that. They're too busy tracking theirs. 
(laughs) And you care ultimately because we want people to approve of us. But the truth, not everybody will love you no matter how great, useful, smart, talented, gifted, whatever you are. And what most people think of you is none of your business. This is a really hard one to break for people that have been people pleasers or struggling with codependency, okay? You have a distorted view of the way people perceive you. You think something like, well, unless I do this, this person won't love me. A lot of times we formed a belief like that in childhood and that was reinforced, so we believed it to be true. You are attached to a self-image you want to protect. So think of someone you know. How often do you think of that person? How much do you imagine that they think of you? How much do you think about the people you interact with throughout the day? The person that gave you the coffee, the person at the grocery store. Isn't it interesting? It's like even those that are near and dear to us, close friends, like how much time are you actually throughout your day thinking about them? Interesting, right? But then think about it this way. When somebody hurts you, how much are you thinking about them? How much do you think they're thinking about you? Interesting, right? So you can write down all the things you're afraid to be judged on and write down why you care and what you want people to see. This gives you so much valuable information. So, so much. And some of the things too, if we are ever ashamed or afraid of something, it's exposing an area of healing, of course, but the parts of you that you typically reject, once you start accepting them, if people reject you, you don't reject you because you already own and accept that part of you. So people don't have the same kind of influence on you anymore when you're secure. You free up a lot of energy. Another thing that weighs us down emotionally is resentment. Yeesh, right? When you resent people, you're angry because they didn't behave the way you wanted them to. You punish them, right? Resentment often builds when you fail to communicate effectively with the people you resent. It also can grow when you did express your feelings but can't let go of them and forgive. So we can resent someone for years based on an interpretation of an event, our identification with the story we're telling ourselves, or the number of times we replay that event in our head. This is unnecessary suffering, but we do it all the time. And resentment is here to tell us that we must love ourselves and value our peace of mind more than anything else. And that way it could be a gift. And resentment will subsist as long as your need for being right and getting even is more important than your peace of mind. Your ability to release resentment is linked to your level of compassion. So the more resentment you have, the less able you are to love yourself and other people. I remember when I first started my journey with God, I started to recognize in so many ways that I was not very loving towards myself. And because of that, that made me an enabler of a lot of bad things in other people. And it was very, very painful, right? And then I started to realize, well, shoot, I don't know what real love is. I know what I had to learn to get any kind of love and attention. And I think that's what love is, but it ain't. So what does that mean? 
And what am I actually giving then? Those are hard truths and deep truths to sit in. And I came to realize, well, I don't know real love. And I don't know real love because I don't know the author. And I don't know the author, so what am I going to do about it? Am I going to get to know God? Am I going to be willing to step out and by faith trust that he cares and that he's going to reveal and teach me? What happens if I don't? Right? So what I'm explaining here is I started to change and reevaluate my interpretation. I started confronting an uncomfortable situation. I started forgiving and breaking free from what I was identifying with. And I started to forget or stop the repetition of the wrong things. Jealousy is another heavy emotion. And when you experience jealousy, you desire something someone else has, but you don't currently have. And it stems from a belief that you aren't good enough and comes from a place of lack and scarcity. And jealousy can help you know you are on the wrong path and find out what you really want. Jealousy may also signal you have some self-esteem issues to solve. And it also may signal you to stop comparing yourself to other people. So to break the pattern here, what would it be like to support the person that you're jealous of? How could you cooperate with the person? Why is that person's success actually good for you? And what you can start doing is comparing your today self with yesterday self and compare more fairly as well. Okay. Depression is another heavy emotion. Non-clinical depression occurs when you're not where you want to be in life. You've lost any hope to ever be there and you can't accept it. And it often results from hopelessness in several areas of your life. And it's not good or bad. It just is. And it's a sign that you've lost touch with reality. So what you can do is you can start moving away from your mind and reconnect to the present moment. A lot of times start getting out of depression. We've got to start getting into our body and start getting in touch with our emotions. Most people want to stay busy instead of doing that. And they want to avoid thinking, but you rarely see people getting out of depression by just using their mind and staying busy. They just usually create more things to be depressed about. So you can exercise, you can practice letting go of your ego, and you can start focusing on other people. One of the best ways, if you're looking for an accelerated way to get out of depression, is to start serving other people. Because then you see that you're not alone and that there's so many things to be grateful for, okay? Fear and discomfort are biggies as well. And they show up whenever we try something new. When we try something new, we experience anxiety. That's normal. And our current habits allow us to be safe and avoid threats to our survival, which, as you remember, your brain loves. So most of our fear is a threat only to our ego, not actually our survival, And fears could be rejection, failure, disturbing someone or something, right? Like not wanting to disturb or disrupt them in any kind of way, walking on eggshells, and success. We could have a fear of success. 
and it only exists in your mind. So what you can do is you can take action, start taking more action. Instead of sitting and overthinking, start acting. And without fear, there is no courage. Keep that in mind. That's why Courage Co. is a space to start getting you to not act in cowardice, but courage. And as you face fear on a regular basis, you cultivate courage and turn it into a habit. Can you imagine what would happen if you had more courage? We usually don't need more clarity. We need more courage. Okay. This is also a benefit of working with a coach as well. They help you start acting in courage and helping you to see when you don't. Because fear doesn't go away. You just get better at coping with it. And then another one that zaps us emotionally is procrastination. Any procrastinators listening? (laughs) Learning to manage your emotions properly is the key to overcoming your tendency toward delayed action. We procrastinate sometimes because the task is boring. It seems unimportant. It's too challenging. We're afraid to do a poor job. So if we don't try, we can't fail. We're just habitually lazy. We started just living that way. We think it's just who we are now. And it may suggest that you believe too much what your mind is telling you. You are not your thoughts. You are the thinker of them. And it's really important that you start learning not to believe everything that you think. If you did, you might be in big trouble, especially when you start becoming aware of what you're thinking. Instead of becoming a master of your mind, you become its slave. Not living the life you want, not accomplishing your dreams, experiencing low self-esteem, guilt, and unhappiness. Understand what's behind that. Count the cost. Uncover your story. Rewrite your story. Clarify your why. Identify the ways you distract yourself. Record everything you do. Set clear intentions behind everything you do. Prepare your environment so it's easy for you to show up. Start small, get quick wins, and build accountability. You see why coaching is important here? All of that takes a process. Often it takes the right guide. Somebody alongside you, helping you, keeping you accountable. Because you already know what happens when you don't have that. So what would happen if you do? Lack of motivation is another energy zapper, okay? It's usually a sign that you don't have a compelling vision to pursue. It's a sign that you're not following your bliss, so to speak. What's interesting is the word enthusiastic means filled with the divine. I love that, right? Enthusiastic is filled with the divine. Courage, right? is moving and acting in the face of fear. And inspired means in spirit. So I don't have to freeze when I feel something scary. I can decide to move in the spirit and be filled with the divine. Let's go. (laughs) When you're lacking enthusiasm, you're probably out of touch with the essence of who you are. So you can start practicing some self-discovery. You can know your strengths, know your personality, know your gifts and your talents, know what motivates you and start becoming aware of what you need. And motivation comes and goes. And having a system that allows you to stay on track with your goals is essential. And you can build the self-discipline needed to act when you don't feel like it. That'll be a lot of the time, by the way. 
Having self-compassion instead of blame, huge in terms of you having the energy that you need. You can identify tasks you've been avoiding and complete them first. There's a book that I've read called Eat Your Frogs. <laughs> really what the, the summary of that is, is do the hard things first. Do the things that you're tempted to avoid first. And you can also reschedule, delegate, or just abandon things that don't serve you. Then I promised I would tell you about the value of purpose. Just as a candle can't burn without fire, we cannot live without a spiritual life. That's why it says, fan the flame within, don't let that go out. We cannot live without a spiritual life. Man, do we try. But purpose and fulfillment will not be connected to life without a spiritual life. And even though spirituality is the last, trust me, the last thing people look at, your spiritual alignment could be the most powerful influence on your performance and fulfillment. It could be the game changer in your life. 100%, that's true for me. And without a sense of purpose, how much focus and clarity can you have? I feel like a completely different person, like night and day. Walking with God versus walking without him. How emotionally balanced or reactive might you be? I struggled, mega struggled emotionally without God and Holy Spirit. How physically invigorated or drained might you feel? You know, one of the best compliments people give me is how much energy I have. How youthful, childlike I am. That's God, okay? <laughs> it's amazing. He can restore your youthfulness. It's a promise. What is the ripple effect you could have? So there are spiritual influencers on energy and performance. Connection to purpose, alignment with vision, values and goals, fulfillment of desires, the ability to create life balance and have things in perspective, having something to look forward to, and conscious awareness. So based on some of what I shared, what will you add to your success formula? Mastering others, it's been said, is strength, but mastering yourself is true power. We're about true power over here, about real authority and transforming your life. It's the adventure of a lifetime. And that's often what many of us don't get to experience. And it's not what we're taught. But the freedom from that, the fulfillment from that, the purpose from that is everything. So, so good. So again, the mastermind, we talk about spiritual growth, your spiritual life, and how that affects your entire life, okay? And we help you master yourself, but with God. The journey from where you are to where you want to be, that promise that's in your heart, that secret petition you don't even talk about anymore, that's a faith gap. And you definitely need the right tools and people on the journey to bridge that gap. It's not one that you go alone, okay? You can get into the mastermind now. There's a payment plan and you can save 33% right now when you pay in full. You can be on this journey with us for an entire year and get so many bonuses and all of these upcoming free trainings and all the ones that we've done previously, just as a bonus. 
You can get plugged in. It's www.courageco.org. Okay. Learn how to build spirit-driven success. Learn the model. Learn the process. It will change your life. It's one that I've been walking on for a while, and it's changed everything for me. And you've heard how it's impacting people. It's God. Okay, this is not a mastermind about self. This is about God. All right, and it's a journey of growing with God in every area of your life reclaiming your spiritual authority, co-laboring with God, increasing your creative capacity, managing your energy, multiplying your influence. It is an adventure. I promise you that. (laughs) And God will meet you there and you are invited. Okay. Enrollment is closing soon. So get plugged in. You can enjoy the prep week if you really want to take this further. This takes time. This is a lot of information. This takes time to receive and to live. But living it brings you so much clarity, freedom, purpose, fulfillment. It will blow your mind. It's beyond what you can think or imagine, the freedom that you have access to. And you can start accessing that every single day, one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time. So it'd be an honor to be on this journey with you. I honor you for listening to this entire episode and being willing to see how you can start giving yourself more energy. Start really having and enjoying the life that you do have. That's possible for you. All right. And if you want to join us in the mastermind, it's www.courageco.org. All right, everybody. I hope this message blessed you. And until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together, or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook, and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. 
I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.